electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Tyler Matheson. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with executives, experts, and thought leaders. On this episode, a conversation about artificial intelligence and equality with NAACP President and CEO Derek Johnson. He spoke with my colleague Bertha Coombs at CNBC's Work Summit on December 6, 2023, about the opportunities and challenges presented by AI regarding fostering equality. Here's their conversation. You've been to Washington to talk about these issues, both at the White House and with these, with Senator Schumer's uh, commission. What are you telling regulators and lawmakers about what they need to do when it comes to the issue of equity and AI? First of all, AI is an amazing technology. It will propel our economy in directions that uh, many of us are just beginning to get our arms around. Uh, we need to ensure that the use of AI is something that, where we can root out discrimination, root out uh, uh, issues of harm to our society, and to ensure that it's used in a much more positive, focused way. Uh, we need guardrails, we need regulations to ensure that this new technology that's self-taught over time is something that's value-add to our society and not something that can further devise or cause harm to communities. You know, that's one of the things that everybody is concerned about in terms of it being self-taught and being taught by information that's already out there, because we know some of that information does have bias in it. You know, Secretary Lisa Su said, you know, we want to make choices that benefit workers and improve job quality, bring more people into the workforce and eliminate some of the discriminatory access of hiring and retention. And she says, make sure that AI doesn't skirt some existing protections that we already have with regard to that. Is that a concern to you as well? well absolutely. So if we take this to the extreme, what will society look like to have a laborless workforce? That's the future potential of AI. But before we get there, we need to ensure that the technology, as it continues to improve the quality of life and make things much more efficient, also recognize that efficiency may come at a cost of displacement. And so let's look at how do we use the technology to repurpose a workforce for the future and not allow the technology te- technologies to drive inequality. But, you know, technology has been a great wealth creation, a great wealth creator. What does it mean in this new iteration of artificial intelligence that's self-taught, and how would that impact equities across uh, communities, not only racial uh, communities, but all communities? We need to make sure guardrails are in place so we can measure the growth of this technology as we learn uh, the impact that it would have. I asked ChatGPT, what are the potential career paths for a young black woman? And it came back and said, STEM, uh, basically, you know, 
technology, healthcare, business and finance, and said it's crucial for a young black woman to explore her interests, pursue education and training in her chosen field, seek mentorship and networking opportunities, and to look at these various industries. It's essential for creating more opportunities for underrepresented people. So it came back with the answer that we would like. So are you hopeful that in some ways it might actually help break down barriers? Well, my biggest concern here is, are we prepared to train a workforce for the future? Looking at public education, look at private education. Are they actually training young people for the future workforce? We are operating under an educational model that was designed in the early 1900s. That design was around manufacturing. We are two or three iterations of workforce needs beyond that now. And so what are we doing to prepare our young people? You know, I, I think about growing up and being in elementary school and middle school, and even high school, and the, the source of information will, will be the encyclopedia. Mm. When was the last time any of us used an encyclopedia? That's what we're really uh, confronted with now. What is the workforce needs of the future? Are we training young people to meet those needs? And do, will we have the necessary guardrails in place to protect from the potential harms of this new technology? The guardrails, though, are the people reacting to what's happening. What kind of conversations are you having with the people involved with building this technology? I mean, in some ways, it's really a very tight circle of very, very powerful tech titans. Well, we, we've had conversations with certain tech companies. Uh, I don't want to name who. And one of the things I, I talk about is how do we tech, protect our democracy? Should AI be used in electioneering? What happens when they capture your voice without your permission and they generate a message from you using your image and your voice of persuading voters to respond a particular way? That could undermine and upend our democracy as we know it. And because the technology is self-taught, what data would they be pulling from to do that? Those are some of the things that we're having with the tech industries about, that there are certain guardrails that need to be in place to ensure that the will of our citizenry is something that is heard through public policy and not the will of artificial intelligence that's been launched by uh, individuals innocently or individuals seeking to do harm to our structural government. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.
when we saw that tension at OpenAI, and we still don't really know exactly what the issue was that that nonprofit board forced them or propelled them to fire the CEO, and then he came back. What are they telling you about what they're doing and how they're responding and what kind of preventive things they're doing? But the lack of transparency around this technology as, as it is evolving is some of the concerns we have. You have uh, in, individuals and corporations seeking to profit from this, but this goes beyond a corporate interest. This should be seen as a uh, interest of national and domestic security and opportunity. So not to fearmonger the new technology. It is something that we need to be very cautious about, understand it, develop the necessary guardrails as we deploy it to create a better society. But if it's done behind closed doors, if it's done as businesses normally uh, as, as business normally evolve, we don't know what the outcomes could be. So I, I think it's important for this government, in fact, for all governments, to require a different level of transparency as this technology continues to evolve. Is the NAACP working on issues with AI yourself? Or, and are you working with others to see how you can harness it for the goals of improving equity? I think mean, NAACP, like many companies, we are looking at, okay, what are the benefits of AI? AI at the exact same time sounded the alarm of the potential positive outcomes of AI, but also the harms that it could create. What are some we of the should, positive ones, you think? Positive ones, it will make life more efficient. It would provide opportunities for us to mine data in a way in which we can do it at the speed of light to inform quality decisions. It could actually solve some of the some of humans' most complex uh, problems in ways in which we cannot imagine. At the exact same time, it could accelerate some new problems that we cannot foresee. So you talked about one of the things in terms of preparing the workforce, preparing young people for this environment. I mean, I, I, I'd imagine with some of the fun aspects of it, they're probably more well-versed than we are. But what are some of the things you think that educators and public educators need to think about to make sure that this next generation is prepared to deal with this technology? You know, you think about how young people learn. You know, individual learning is something that that many of us really desire to have the, an education system that fit our individual needs to help us uh, accelerate uh, areas in which we were soft and, and help us strengthen other areas. AI technology can be a strong additive to training our young people and also help us understand what is the workforce of the future. I think that's really important. When you consider the, the lack of teachers across this country. We are, at, we are approaching a critical uh, a crisis point in terms of educators. Uh, AI could be a solution to step in to train young people. But how do we predict the workforce of the future when you have a technology that can start at the beginning of the day learning chess for the first time and both man and machine can beat the technology and by the end of the day, because it is a self-learning technology, it is undefeated. Uh, you cannot beat it in chess. That's a level of critical analysis and thinking and data gathering that we need to understand uh, before we release it. If we don't have a, anything to harness this type of 
of, of technology, it can gather information at the speed of light. It can deploy that information in ways in which that we cannot imagine, not, not, not only today, but into the future. So as we walk in the direction that this is inevitable and there are some positive things, we also need to recognize that once it is completely unleashed, what does that mean? Will we go towards a laborless workforce? And if that's the case, what will people do? And what are the levels of, of, of social safety nets that need to be in place so we don't create chaos because people are lacking the basic necessities? Do you feel like we are in time to make sure that doesn't happen? Or do you feel like we're behind? This technology is 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 fast learning. So I, I would say we're behind. What would take us 20 years to consider may only take two days. And in two days from now, it may only take two hours. And in two hours from then, it may only take two minutes. We have to put some harnessing around the release of this technology and put some uh, stopgap safety measures in place as we also understand the value of the technology to create a more equitable uh, life and standard of living for all uh, citizens. I wonder about that equity piece. You know, as we close out here, one of the things I think about is that those of us who are more educated, those of us who have access to technology more readily are looking at this problem and understand what this could portend. But there is a whole group of people, they're just too darn busy, and they don't know about this. And it seems like they could get blindsided by it. Well, that's one of the fears. So you think about blue-collar jobs. We're talking about driverless cars now. That would take a whole workforce of drivers, bus drivers, truck drivers, uh, other individuals out of the economy. Well, in law school, you're talking about the the, well, the AI technology is already writing legal memos and the, the law students only go and check to make verify whether or not the sites that are using legal memos are correct. If within no time, those legal memos would be so perfect that you don't need an individual to write uh, uh, legal memos. Well, if you accelerate that, that goes into the policy space. And now you said, OK, who's making our policy decisions? Is it machine learning technology or is it individuals who are living through a reality? That's scary here. You're talking about machine learning that's writing scripts for television and movies as opposed to individuals writing scripts based on human experience. You're talking about a machine that can do both blue collar work and white collar work. And at some point, there's a tipping point where the question of do we need human beings to do any of the labor work was going to be on the table. That's fast approaching. So as some people will be blindsided, those of us who are paying attention, we also see what could inevitably happen over a course of time. That was NAACP President and CEO Derek Johnson. He joined us at CNBC's Work Summit on December 6, 2023. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please share with your friends. You can visit CNBCEvents.com to learn about upcoming events and how you can join us. We'd love to have you there. I'm Tyler Matheson. Thanks for listening. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. 
Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.